Today we are continuing our series called Doors. And last week I talked about uh, choosing the right door and, and some keys that can help us discover God's will for our life. But today I want to talk about walking through the door of God's will. That's the title of my message today, walking through the door of God's will. Once we recognize that right door, we walk through it, we're inside of God's will. What does that look like? What does that feel like? How do we know that we are still in the center of God's will? You know, is there, is there a light from heaven that just kind of beams down on us? Is there maybe a ding or a dong or some sort of noise or, or maybe even a, a, an angelic choir that's like, God's will. I think that'd be kind of sweet. Like anytime we're in God's will, you just hear this choir from heaven, but... You know, again, not, none of those things exist. Um, and so today, I want to give you four indicators that you've walked through the right door. Four indicators that you've walked through the right door. Four indicators uh, that we are in God's will. And again, I cannot tell you what God's will is for your life, but I can show you through the scriptures these, these indicators that help confirm and, and help us know and, and be at peace that we are living in God's will. And so our main passage today will be Acts chapter 20, verse 22 through 24. And to give you some context of this scripture, speaking in the scripture is the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul, he was basically a church planner. He just started churches all over the place. You know, thousands uh, came to know Christ through his ministry and the churches he started. And he actually just gets done meeting with one of his, with, with one of his church plants in Ephesus. Uh, and, and this is uh, this is where we pick up the, the scripture after he had met with Ephesus. It says, Paul says this, he says, And now compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. And we will actually pull all of our indicators out of this passage of scripture. And the first indicator that we have walked through the right door is the leading of the Holy Spirit. The leading of the Holy Spirit. And I know some of you may be thinking, okay, what is that? And, and it's not the easiest thing to explain but the best way I can explain to you the leading of the Holy Spirit is this. You can't see it. You can't touch it. It's just there. It's inside of you. It's like a tug. It's like a burden from the Holy Spirit. And, and, and this is what happens to Paul. Acts 20, verse 22. He says, and now compelled by the Spirit. Can't see it. Can't touch it. It's just inside of him, a tug, a burden from the Holy Spirit. He says, I am going to Jerusalem. In between my sophomore and junior year at Bible college, I went, to, I went home for the summer and served at, at my home church. And uh, that summer, the pastor had asked me if I would start a young adults ministry. 
And I was like, sure. And so we started it off. We only had like three young adults that were in this ministry. But by the end of the summer, we had almost over 20 young adults coming involved in this ministry. Um, and I was loving it. I was enjoying the ministry that I was doing. I was enjoying seeing the life change to the point where I was like, I don't think I need to go back to Bible college. Like, I got this figured out. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing ministry right now. I mean, I don't need Bible college. I don't need to go back. And the church actually just started talking with me. They were like, you know, man, maybe we can bring you on hourly and you can maybe do some online schooling. And I'm like, that would be awesome. And so I'm getting pumped. I'm excited. And, you know, I go to pray about, about staying there and I just don't feel right. I, I don't feel right. And I, I feel this tug. I feel this burden, I feel this leading of the Holy Spirit saying, you need to go back to school. And that's not what I wanted. I actually wanted to stay. I was like, look, I want to stay. I'm doing ministry. I'm changing lives. I'm just going back to school. I'm just going to be reading books. Like, who wants to read books? You know, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm here. I'm doing it. And, but the more I prayed about it, I just knew that that's where God was leading me. The Holy Spirit was leading me. There was a burden. There was a tug. I, I can't see it. I couldn't touch it. I, I just knew it was there. And so I ended up, you know, not taking that position and, 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 and going back to school. And, and even when I was there, it was just confirmation. I knew, man, this is where I'm supposed to be. And see, with the leading of the Holy Spirit, sometimes, you know, it'll be so clear, we may want to fight it. You know, we may want to argue with God and wrestle like, well, no. But again, it, 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 can, be, and it can be strong. It can be so strong that we can't ignore it. Or, or we can, but we're choosing to step out of God's will. So one indicator for us, it's that leading, it's that, it's that burdening, that, that burden from the, the Holy Spirit. You know, when I actually went to Bible college, I actually thought I was going to be a worship leader. Um, that's how I got involved in ministry. I was uh, the worship leader for my youth group, and I loved singing. I was like totally in choir. I mean, I was like, I don't know if there's choir geeks, but I guess I was a choir geek, and I love choir. Like one of my favorite classes in high school is choir. Love singing, and so I got involved worship leading. And literally, when I went to to Central Bible College, thought I was going to be a worship leader. I really enjoyed it. But can I tell you, from my freshman year to my senior year, God really started giving me a burden for youth ministry, and I enjoyed worship ministry and singing, but I had a burden for youth. I had a burden for students. I liked singing, but students is what kept me up at night. I, I enjoyed leading worship, but praying for students was what, what was on my mind all the time, even before I even got into youth ministry. There was this burden, there was this leading of, of, of the Holy Spirit that this is, this is my will, God's my will for your life is to be a youth pastor. And I even have people ask me, oh, who are you going to be? You think you might want to do kids ministry? And I was like, no, nah, just, there's no burden there. Worship me, you're going to be a worship. People would ask me, oh, are you going to be a worship pastor? And I said, you know what, I'm not. I, I mean, I can. If, there, if there's a time where somebody needs me to do that, I have the ability, but I don't have the burden. That, that's not where God's leading. I feel called to, to full-time ministry to, to students and teenagers. What about going overseas and going to nothing, no burden, nothing, and nothing wrong with those ministries. There's great ministries and there's people that are called and burdened to do that. My burden where the Holy Spirit was leading me was the youth ministry. And, and that was just one of the indicators that that burden, that leading of the Holy Spirit. No, notice what Job says in Job chapter 32, verse 18 through 19. He says, for I am full of words and the spirit within me compels me. Inside, I'm like bottled up wine, like new wine skins ready to burst. 
It's talking about that, that feeling. Again, you can't touch it. You can't see it. It's, it's there. You, you feel it. And if that's not happening to you, if you're not having that kind of spiritual stirring, there's a couple reasons. One reason maybe is you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You are not a Christian. You may have religion. You may come to church every week, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You never made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. And so the Holy Spirit doesn't live in you and it cannot lead you. And so for you, I'd encourage you to give your life to Christ, to commit to him, to make him your Lord and your Savior, because when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and he is going to lead you. He's going to tug at you, and he's going to burden you and, and reveal God's will. He, he's going to let you know when you, when you are in God's will, when you've gone through that right door. Now, some of you in here, you do have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You've made that decision. You may be thinking, but, you know, I'm, I'm still not spiritually stirred, so, so what's going on? I would suggest that, that, that even though you are a Christian, that you're inactive. And here, here, here's what I mean by this. Let me explain. Got a good old can of, of, of Mountain Dew here, you know, and if I just, you know, the can's just sitting here and we just open it, it it's going to be fine. Okay, no big deal. You can start drinking it. Okay, but if I start to shake this can up, if I start to shake it up real good, heat it up, stir it up, you know, get it, get it going nice and good. You know, how many of you know what's going to happen when I open this thing? How many, how many, if you don't know, let, let, let me show you, let me, let me show you right here. Uh, how many of y'all want me to open up this can right now? <laughs> the front row people are like, the kids are like, yeah, do it. The parents are like, no, I'll never come back to this church. Everybody in the back row is like, do it, do it, do it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it, but you would know what would happen. I mean, there would be an explosion of pop all over this place. And some of you, you're just spiritually, you're inactive. You're not praying. You're not reading your Bible. You're not serving. You're not passionately pursuing God. And you've got to stir yourself up. You've got to change those things. You need to start getting after God, praying, reading your Bible, worshiping, serving, engaging Him, passionately pursuing Him. And when you start to do that, when you start to stir yourself up, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit's going to start to lead. He's going to start to lead and, 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 and burden you and, and, and guide you. See, we weren't created to be dormant. We were created to engage God, to pursue God, to live a life passionately for him. And if you'll do that, I promise you, the Holy Spirit, he's going to lead you. He's going to lead you. He's going to burden you. He's going to tug on your heart to show you when you are in his will, where his will is for you. Okay, so that's the, the first indicator. It is the leading of the Holy Spirit. The, the second indicator is this, is we won't have all the answers. Once we have that leading and we have that tug and, and, and that burden, another indicator for us is that we won't have all the answers. See, God will rarely give us all the information. Matter of fact, sometimes he may leave out so much information, it will actually frustrate us. You know what I mean? We're like, okay, look, God, like, come on. I want to take another step, but, you know, you need to put a board there. You need to do something, you know. We're getting frustrated. Like, why would God do that? Like, why is he playing with my mind? You know, why, what's going on? And, 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 and here's the deal. There, there's two reasons why God doesn't give us all the information. The, the first is we can't handle all the information. I mean, seriously, if, if God revealed to us the next 50 years of our life, we would mess it up. You know what I mean? We, we would mess it up. We, we can't handle all the information. And, and, and secondly is we wouldn't need him in the process. 
If he gave us all, we wouldn't need him in the process. So God gives us just enough to require us to take a step of faith, to trust him, to depend on him. The the Bible says that the righteous, those that are right with God, they live by faith. Living by faith is not having all the answers, but still moving forward. Still moving forward. And so that is an indicator for us. Again, let's look back at Paul, Acts 20, verse 22. He has the burden. He says, I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. But he knows that's God's will. He's not knowing, but he knows it. But what he does knows it's God's will. And he goes. And so not knowing for Paul, it's an indicator that he's going through the right door, that he is in God's will. I remember the very first missions trip I went on. It was to the inner city of Phoenix. And, and again, I had the first indicator. I remember the burden. I remember when they announced it. They announced all these places and they said Phoenix inner city. And it was just like, boom, the burden was there. The tugging, the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I remember walking up, you know, because you needed to sign up for it. And I remember I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. I mean, I didn't know how much money I was going to need to raise. I'd never been on a missions trip. I've never gone to an unknown place to share Jesus with people. I remember thinking all those thoughts. I I remember sitting there like being scared. Like, I don't know what, you know, this is weird. I don't have all the answers and it was uncomfortable. But can I tell you that in that moment too, it was like, it was like God was saying, this is an indicator. He's like, I know this is the reason you need to do it. Because you don't have all the answers. I I want you to take a step of faith. I want to stretch you like you've never been stretched before. I want to do great things in your life. And so you're not going to have all the answers. But go forward. Let that be an indicator. And and that was an indicator. I knew I needed to go on that trip. I could have gone places I've been to before. I knew the unknown was the reason I needed to go on that trip. And that was an indicator for me that that trip was was God's will for my life. And it was a life-changing trip. I'm telling you, and, and all the unknowns, I, I got all my money raised. You know, when I got there, I was nervous, stomach in knots, and, and, and I, was, I was blown away by the miracles and all that God did. And there's not, not a shout, not, not, not a doubt in my mind that that's what I was, that I, that's what I was not supposed to do. Like it was, again, that, that, that not having all the answers, it was an indicator that that was God's will for my life. And so for some of us, you need to take a step. You're waiting for information, and it's not going to come. You got to take a step out in faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, it says we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. God's already given you as much information he's going to give you. It's time for some of us to get to step in. Just go, just go ahead, just take a little step. Better be careful, I don't want to step off the stage. But seriously, it's time for us to get to step in. Some of you, you are burdened. You know you're supposed to serve in our kids or in our youth ministry. That burden is there, but you're like, I don't know what to do. I've never done it before. I don't have all the answers. And you're waiting for information. You need to stop. The fact that you don't have all the information means you need to, you need to, you need to sign up. Matter of fact, you need a youth application. I got one right now. I'll hand it to you. You want to sign up? Or you can hit me up afterwards. Or get down to the kids' ministry. Get down, sign up, serve, get involved. Make it, you feel God calling to you. You, 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 You're feeling that leading, do it. Maybe for some of you it's a community group. You know the the burden is there. You know the leading is there. You know that you and your family needs to be in that group, that it is God's will. But you're like, but I've never been to a community group. What if I go to their house? What if they don't know me? What if they don't like me? What if they judge me? I mean, you got all these unknowns in your mind and it's stopping you from moving forward. And you you just got to step out. You just got to go for it. 
Go for it. Maybe it's starting a business. God has been burdening your heart. It's inside of you. It's welling up. You just feel it there. And there's going to be tons of things that are unanswered. You just got to step out. Maybe it's picking a college. You don't know. You, you, again, you feel God calling you away, and you're like, oh, but I want to stay here because this is what's comfortable. But you, again, you're feeling that burden, and you're going, I don't have all the answers, and it's holding you back. Again, not having all the answers is okay. Sometimes we think not having all the answers means it's not God's will. But again, I want you to see that not having all the answers could be the very indicator that's showing you you are smack dab in the center of God's will. You're where God wants you to be because he's just waiting for you to take that step of faith. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to depend on him. He wants you to step out. Here's the deal. The Holy Spirit won't lead you into a trap. The Holy Spirit will not lead you into a trap. Now, he may lead you into the unknown, but that's okay. That's okay. It's, again, it's an indicator because part of living out God's will, a major part of it is faith. We won't have all the answers. It's an indicator. It's okay. Okay, so again, the, the first indicator, the leading, the burden, the tugging of the Holy Spirit. The, uh, another indicator is, again, having to take a step of faith. All right, where most of the time we will not have all the answers. The third indicator is this. It gets better. We will face challenges. Not only will you not have all the answers, but you'll face challenges. Isn't this a great message? You, you liking it? Hang with me here. Look, look at Paul. Again, Paul's saying he had no clue what, where, what was going on. And then Acts chapter 20, verse 23, he says, I only know, here's the only thing that he knew, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. If that's not encouraging, I don't know what is. You, you know what I mean? If, if that doesn't motivate me to just start going full speed ahead, I I don't know what it is. I don't know anything, but the one thing I do know, prison and hardships. Okay, something's not right here. <laughs> like, and, and here's what can happen is that when we walk through that right door and we face challenges, we can think, oh, this must not be God's will. This must not be God's will. And so we'll turn around and we'll walk right back out that door. Would have been easy for Paul. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, the, the Holy Spirit's compelling me to go to Jerusalem, hold up prison hardships. Er, I'm going to go back to Ephesus. I'm, I'm going to turn back around. But those challenges for him, it was an indicator. You're in God's will. You have walked through the right door. I can tell you that me and my, my, my wife, we have no doubt that being at people's churches is God's will for our life. Um, but nine months into it, I was facing challenges. And one of my biggest challenges was my own insecurity. It was doubt. I mean, here I am. I'm, I'm coming to this awesome church. The level of excellence is something I've never seen before. The level of leadership, something I've never seen before. I mean, I'm talking, I was stretched before I even got here, just hearing about the expectations, the goals, and the vision. And I remember just being insecure and facing challenges. And I remember nine months into it, just struggling, like to even talking with Jamie, like, Man, babe, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do this. And, and I just remember feeling like, man, there's just, there's just so much and so many students and I've never been here before. Again, it's back to the unknown and, and dealing with those challenges. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes we just got to hang in there. And that's what it came down to me. It was only nine months. I was like, okay, look, I just, I got to hang in there. I got to keep pressing through, keep trying to, to figure it out. 
And, and I'm so glad that I, that I did that because, again, nine months in, I was, I was struggling with a little bit of doubt. I was wondering, am I in God's will? But, but three years later, I have no doubt. I know this is God's will. And that challenges are a part of it. That this is God's will for my life, and, and there's going to be challenges. There's going to be new obstacles. When we were at 100 kids, it had obstacles. Now that we're at 500, we got whole new obstacles. You know? And, and that's just, again, that, that, that it shouldn't d- d- deter me. It, it's confirmation. It's an indicator. I'm being stretched. That's a good thing. I'm having to push through. I'm having to persevere to accomplish God's will. That is a good thing. Listen to this. God is more interested in our character than our comfort. God is more interested in our character than our comfort. See, sometimes he'll teach us something even if it means we have to face some difficult times. Some of us, we need a reminder to persevere. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, it says you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Doing the will of God takes perseverance. We got to push through. Again, there are going to be challenges. There are going to be obstacles. And we take that step of faith. I mean, you, you may have all hell break loose. And what we got to know is, again, that challenges does not mean it's not God's will. Again, a lot of times, challenges or resistance that we face, they, they are an indicator that we are very close to God's will, that we are in the center of God's will. Listen to this, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19. It says, so then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Those who suffer according to God's will. Paul ended up in prison, and it was God's will. He, he was being persecuted, and it was the hardships, and it was the challenges that he faced. And even through prison, though, he was still able to accomplish the work that God wanted to do for him. But being in prison was part of, of God's will for Paul, Paul's life. Okay? Facing challenges, again, it's an indicator that we have gone through the right door. I know some of the, the biggest challenges I've faced in life have been when I am in God's will, when I know I've walked through the right door. And on the flip side, at, at, at times, if I'm not facing challenges, those are times for me to also just kind of take a step back. And God, am I, am I in your will? Am, am, I, am I living out the life of faith that you desire for me? Am I, am I living out the, your will you, you desire for me? And so sometimes it's time just to, to, to step back and really seek God out on that. You know, here's, here's another deal. Here's another factor in it is that the devil doesn't want us in God's will. He doesn't. He will do everything he can to stop us from getting there, to get us to leave it, to draw us out of it. He'll do everything that he can. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The devil wants to devour us. He does not want us living in the fullness of God's will. He does not want us in the center of God's will. He wants to do everything he can. And he knows the road that we're going on. And so he'll put roadblocks, he'll put detours. And here's the deal. What we need to do is we just need to get a good old spiritual Land Rover, all right? And when challenges and obstacles come, we're like, look, we're about to put this bad boy in four-wheel drive, and we are plowing through. You know what I mean? Where's the devil at so I can run him over on my way? Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, the only time you put it in reverse is to run over him again. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. And leave him in your tracks. 
God has a will, a special plan for your life. And challenges should not be things that stop us or cause us to retreat. They should be things that cause us to persevere, to push through, to say, look, I know this is God's will. I have the leading of the Holy Spirit. I know God is in it, and I'm pushing through. I'm going to get after it. And you're going to see, man, that that's an indicator for you. I know I'm on the right track because the devil's trying to stop me. I know I'm on the right track. Now, now I do want to clarify one thing because I, I, don't want, I don't want some of us to get confused in here, Okay. I'm talking about challenges when we're pursuing God's will, when we're living in God's will. And that means we're living a life that honors God, okay? If you get fired from your job because you stole or you lied, don't be putting that on suffering for the Lord's will. Oh, I'm just, I'm suffering for God's will. Lord must want me to, you know, to be unemployed for a period of time. No, no, you are unemployed because you stole and you lied. That's got nothing to do with God's will for your life. All right, and so I just want to help you with that because I don't want us to mistake challenges that we cause because we make mistakes or we make dumb decisions. Okay, these are challenges when we are honoring God. We are living right. We are pursuing him. Those are the challenges that are the indicators that we are in God's will, that, that we have to walk through the right door. And, and so again, that, that's another indicator. Facing challenges as, as we're honoring God is another indicator that, just like it was for Paul, he's going to face hardships in prison. But that was God's will. That was God's will for his life. All right, fourth indicator. Fourth indicator that we have walked through the right door is this, is, is we will have an unexplainable desire to finish well. We will have an unexplainable desire to finish well. Again, let's, let's look back at Paul. Again, he's had the, the burden, the leading of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have all the answers, but again, that's, a, that's an indicator. Let, he's taking a step out in faith, all right? And then again, he's facing challenges. And again, that's just that's another indicator. He, he's persevering to, to push through. And so he's facing these things. And then look what it says in, in Acts 20, verse 24. It says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me, if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Here Paul's just talking about there's prison, there's hardships, and right after that he's not saying, hey, I'm going to chill out or I'm not going to go there. He's saying, i got to finish this work. And I'm, if I'm Paul's friend, I'm kind of looking at him like, yo, Paul, like, <laughs> you just said, man, the Holy Spirit told you there's going to be prison and hardships. Like, are you sure you want to go there? I probably wouldn't have been a good Christian friend. Like, are you sure? And, but in these words, it, it, it's an unexplainable desire. You, you know what I mean? To, to our common sense, it doesn't make sense for him to keep going that direction because of what's about to happen. But he's like, look, this is what God has. I'm going to finish this task. I'm going to finish this race. There, there is no give up. Quitting is not an option to Paul. He said, I'm going to see this through. I'm going to follow this through. He has a, a confidence and a conviction to do God's will, to finish his work. See, in the midst of fear and challenges, when we're in God's will, there's still going to be an unexplainable desire to finish well. Quitting is not an option. When you walk through that right door, there's going to be a focus, there's going to be a confidence, there's going to be a tenacity that says, I'm going to finish. Whether it's long-term or short-term. Whether it's a, a short-term and the, like, you know, when we did the crazy campaign, it was a, a three-year commitment. And some of you, you prayed. 
and you felt led by the Holy Spirit. You felt that burden to give and, and, and make a commitment, you know, to, to, to that campaign. And now you may have, you know, had to talk with God a little bit, you know, like, you God, you, you put an extra zero on that number there. You know, can we just kind of talk about this again? And, and so you may have had some of that. You may have had moments with not all the answers. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't know how we're going to afford this. Like, this is the number God's given us, and I don't know how we're going to make this happen. And took a step out in faith. And then maybe you had some challenges. Maybe you had to cut down on your budget. You had to cut out some things so that, you know, you could be faithful to that commitment. But I'm telling you, if that was God's will, you, I, I believe there was also this unexplainable desire that I'm going to finish. I'm going to fulfill that commitment. I'm going to see it through. It's, I know it's God's will for us to do this and give this. So it could be something short-term like that, or it could be something long-term, like starting a business, starting your own company. You just you feel that burden. You feel that tug from the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure there's going to be lots of unanswered questions. I'm sure there's going to be tons of them. You know what? But that's an indicator. I know I'm in the right direction. It's causing me to step out in faith. And I'm sure there's going to be challenges. Man, I could, well, you don't got to try to figure this and that. And, you know, maybe rough for a year, maybe a month or whatever. I don't know. But you know what? You persevere. You push through that. And I'll tell you, those indicators are just revealing to you, yes, yes, this is God's will. You're going to have the unexplainable desire to finish well. I'm going to start that business. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to make it happen. Quitting will not be an option. I can tell you for a fact, what I know is not God's will for my life is being a handyman. Not. Because I don't have any desire to finish well. I don't have a desire to start. I don't have a desire to do it. And at times, I get so frustrated, I just quit. I just throw everything down, and I'm like, I'll take care of this next week. I will put it off. I mean, I, I mean, you can call me over. Hey, Pastor Chris, can you help me? I, I may mess it up some more. I'll help you if you want me to help you. But I'm telling you right now, that, that is just not part of God's plan or his will for my life. But I'll tell you this. Youth ministry is. Quitting's not an option. It's not an option. I know it's God's will for my life. There's that burden. There's that leading of the Holy Spirit. Keeps me up at night. Most nights. Praying. Thinking. Asking God for wisdom. Praying for students. It's there. Do I have all the answers? Not at all. Man, youth ministry changes. Like every year, youth culture is changing. I mean, I got times where I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. But I, you know what? I'm going to keep trying to figure it out. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep stepping out in faith to reach every single student in Oklahoma City. Will there be challenges? Yeah, there's challenges. I'm 30 years old. I'm balding. I'm not cool. You know what I mean? Like, I, I got challenges. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, kids see me coming to school. They're like, is that your dad? Like, man, really? And there's, there's other challenges. And I get insecure. But am I going to quit? Nope. I'll just, I just make fun of myself, actually. Hey, how you doing? I know I'm the bald guy. I just make, I'm going to push through. I'm going to persevere because I know it is my calling. It is God's will for me to reach students, to impact their life. I know it's God's will. An indicator for me is there, there is no quit in me. There's people that have given up on this generation. It's too hard. They're unreachable. I, that's nonsense. That does not compute in my mind. And in my heart, because I want to reach every student in this city. I don't care how far away they are from God. God cares about them. He loves them. And me and my team, we are going to reach every single one. There's no quit. It's not an option. Maybe challenging. May not have all the answers. But I know it's God's will. And God has a will for each one of your lives. 
And so I challenge you. I hope these indicators help you. I can't tell you what it is, but I hope you can look for these indicators. Look for the leading. Look for the burden. That when you have questions that are unanswered, that doesn't stop you, it, it, but it pushes you to step out in faith. That when you face challenges, you don't turn and run the other way. Again, you, you put it in four-wheel drive. You press on through. And then when you know what God's asked you to do, you finish. People may look at you like you're crazy. What are you doing? Like, seriously, like, why? How can you work with those students? Or how could you try to start that business? Or you, know, you may have all people looking at you crazy, and you're just like, look, it may not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me. It's unexplainable. I have this desire to finish well. Discovering God's will, living in God's will, man, it can be a challenging thing. And so I just pray again, these indicators, they help you. They lead you and they guide you and that you would truly be able to live in his will that he has for your life. Let's pray. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?